from the heart of Silicon Valley in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. I am Sudipto Chatterjee and this is Economically Speaking with Atal Uday. On Economically Speaking, we talk about economic topics and how they affect our world. Okay, thank you for tuning in again. Um, Atudu, this time we actually have a question um, on our Facebook page from a fine gentleman by the name of Sandeep Joshi. Yeah. And um, his, his question goes back to our GDP episode and actually episodes to a certain extent. And uh-huh. uh, I'm going to read it out to you and hopefully you will have a great answer for us. It goes, um, suppose there is a software company named ABC registered in the United States, which has customers in US and around the world. Now, when the company ABC sells its software, it contributes to the GDP of the United States. Now, the company opens an R&D center in India and invests for hiring engineers and gives them salary to build the software, etc. Right? And assume this as capital. Now, when the company sells this software, does this contribute to the GDP of US only or is it or is any GDP contributed to India as well? since the software was built in India by Indian employees? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And actually, the answer is very simple. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is to understand the definition of what GDP is. And GDP stands for Gross Domestic Product. And it is a, a accounting uh, concept. So it depends on how you define GDP. And if we... Uh, understand that uh, the definition properly, then we can uh, immediately get the answer to this question. So GDP stands for product. It's an accounting thing. It's how much product has been produced in a certain time mm-hmm. at a certain place. So the place is important. The place is defined here in terms of domestic. So if you're finding out what is the GDP of let us say, California. So everything that gets produced in California in a year in terms of products and services is accounted for in the GDP. And therefore, uh, you need to have some measure of how much, how do you value something that is produced? And what is traditionally done is that you take whatever production there is and take the market value, the ma- value, the price at which this good or service was transacted in the marketplace. So imagine that uh, in California in a certain one-year period, it produced, say, $100 worth of goods and services. That is, whatever it was produced was sold in the marketplace for a total of $100, and the GDP of California is 100 it does not matter whether the production and uh, consumption of the goods, the final goods and services, was done by a foreign company or a domestic company. Everything that was produced in the domestic area by uh, domestic companies or foreign companies, foreign producers or domestic producers, it all accounts for the GDP of that area. So to answer that question, if an American company produces software in India and sells it, regardless of where it sells it, the GDP of India will capture the total increase in the production of goods and services 
because of this American company. Cool. So do you understand that it is all a thing to something to do within the geographical boundaries of a country that determines what the GDP will be and whether it increases or decreases. Awesome. Okay, there's another related concept called gross national product. And that mm -hmm. needs to be distinguished. And the gross national product is defined as the goods and services produced by the nationals of a, of a country. So every American, if you say what is the gross national product of the United States, you have to say, find out who are the Americans and, and find out how much they produced, regardless of whether they produced it in the United States or in India or in China. Add up all those produced by the nationals of the United States and you get gross national product. So for somebody who's on a temporary visa in the United States, yeah. Whatever he or she produces, does that add to the gross national product of America? No, because no. they are just temporary visitors. They are working here on, say, H-1B visas. Okay. And uh, their production will be accounted for in the gross national product of the country under consideration. So Americans producing abroad in Europe, let's say, will be count. their production will be counted not in European gross national product, but the na gross national product in the United States and vice versa. Okay. People from Europe producing in, in India or US or China, their production will be accounted for in the gross national product of the corresponding uh, European country. Okay. Thank you very much. We learned two things today for one question. So that's a reminder to our listeners. Please send, keep sending us your questions. We'll take them up as and when they are, um, they come up in our own discussions. Coming up in the next part of our episode, where I challenge Atanu De to the fact that I'm pretty sure that I know how to make a piece of bread. Whereas Atanu says, uh -uh, nobody knows exactly how to make a piece of bread. Stay tuned. So, in this case, what we were talking about is uh, the process of exchange between uh, a, um, a, the seller of a product and the buyer of a product. And behind this whole thing, the production of that product itself, there were a lot of stages, a lot of people were involved. And when, from the consumer's point of view, the it doesn't matter to the consumer who were involved, how much were they paid. All that they are concerned about is what is the price that is posted at the store. But the price itself that is posted at the store has been arrived at through a whole long process which involved a lot of different people exchanging with each other. The great thing about this whole process is that the consumer doesn't have to know anything at all except what the price is posted, the posted price. And that holds for everyone else in the chain also. All they are concerned about is their immediate posted price and the cost that they will incur. The farmer is only concerned with what is the price of seeds, how much will I have to pay uh, to grow this uh, seeds into a harvest 
and then the harvest gets sold at a certain price and therefore the farmer is not concerned whether this wheat that it, he is growing is going into making pizzas or making bread or whatever. All he is concerned about is his part of the job. The transporter doesn't care whether the wheat, how the wheat was grown and who the farmer was. All he is concerned about is the cost of transporting and it's the price that he is getting paid for it. The price exceeds the cost that you incur and so on. You get it? It's a whole bunch of people doing a lot lot of different specialized things all working together and at the end of the whole process there is a loaf of bread that the consumer voluntarily decides to buy yes i do get it and the wonderful thing is probably nobody in this or maybe in the case of making a bread somebody might actually know all the steps of making from scratch but once you come to even something remotely as complicated as a plastic molded chair, I doubt you know somebody would know how to exactly what are the proportions of raw elements you need to make that plastic. Yeah, that. right. Uh, you're quite right. And in the future, we'll talk a little more about uh, this whole thing about making bread. And uh, there's a surprising thing that we'll talk about and then we'll realize that actually nobody really knows how to make a loaf of, loaf of bread uh, in reality. And the surprising part is that even if nobody knows how to make a loaf of bread, a loaf of, there are loaves of bread that are being made and consumed and supplied somehow. And how does that happen? That's the miracle of, of the market. Okay, Atanu, you know what, we will, I will probably challenge you on that because people would be able to make a loaf of bread from scratch. It's simple enough that you can make it, but... Okay, we'll, we'll, I'll take up the challenge and next time we'll talk about it. Sounds awesome. All right, thank you for your time again, Atanu. Okay, thanks. Good night. Bye. So you will notice with each of our episodes, there is an accompanying music, there is a cover photo. And this time onwards at least, we will be telling you the exact source of these items that come with our podcast. So the music that you're listening to right now is by uh, a user called Anvil underscore Alt on SoundCloud. The image that is the cover photo with the bread on it is from a website called pexels.com, P-E-X-E-L-S.com. The editor, producer, and the host of all of this is through me, Sudipto Chatterjee. We use Google Hangouts to record these uh, podcasts and then use convert to mp3.net to convert them into mp3, download them, edit them on Audacity. And that's how we publish these episodes. Thank you for listening. Keep sending us your questions and we have very, very fun episodes coming up uh, next. For example, there is a question of if you are an entrepreneur and you came up with this killer, killer product, how would you price it? Or, for example, um, why do we pay taxes in the first place? Why shouldn't everything be free? What's the whole point of paying for things? Stay tuned and keep listening to Economically Speaking. <laughs>